there's so many different elements in this box that I really find fascinating. And that's why I think it's definitely something worth looking into. What's up, YouTube? Before getting into today's episode about 2020 Select Euro Soccer, I want to talk really quickly about our limited edition Slabstocks Gold Embroidered T-shirts are coming on October 7th. On October 7th at 1 p.m. Eastern Time on Slabstocks.com, the T-shirt I'm wearing right now will go up for sale for 48 hours only. You will only have 48 hours to purchase the shirt. You place your order, and we'll ship you the shirt in the fut uh, future date. But after those 48 hours, we will have the certain number of shirts that are produced, and we are going to put on the hem tag, which is on the bottom of the shirt that you'll see here. We're going to put on there the amount of shirts that are produced, so it'll be serial numbered like your sports cards. This is our first ever Slabstocks t-shirt release, so be sure to jump in on it because we will not be making shirts again that have a Slabstocks gold logo embroidered on it. Uh, so be sure to get in now on it. They will also come with a free sticker and the, you know, our goal with this is just to help spread our brand, spread the card hobby, make others aware of the goodness of sports cards. And like always, our mission statement, we want to make sports cards more accessible to everyone. So thank you for listening to our little t-shirt entry deal that we're doing. We're going to release these on October 7th, like I said, at 1 p.m. Eastern time, run it for 48 hours. Do not miss that. And also do not miss this episode with Matt about 2020 Select Euro Soccer. Welcome back, everyone, to another Slab Stocks FC show. My name is Aaron, your host. I am joined here today by Matt. Matt is a huge soccer fan. He does a bunch of different content creation in the soccer sports side of the world and also has been delving into the soccer car market a ton. And he's here to talk to us today about different things, about how he got involved in soccer collecting and cards in general, and then also the 2020 Select Euro set, which just came out. And we've got a lot to talk about in terms of that set. So, Matt, thanks for joining us. Uh, tell me about yourself. Tell our audience about what you do and uh, your collecting journey. Sure. Well, first off, thanks for having me on, Aaron. I appreciate it. I know Slap Sox FC is, is still fairly new, but I can see the growth already. So it's really an honor to be one of the first few guests coming on. Um, but as far as my background is concerned, I really uh, graduated with a business management degree, but you know, soccer, football, whatever the audience is here, whichever they prefer, uh, I started delving into you know covering the game a lot more extensively, covering games live, whether it be locally or you know uh, on the road um, during the ICC tournaments, where like a lot of the the bigger clubs come abroad and they play in the summer to kind of get that seasoning. So I've been in the space as far as content is concerned and creating, uh, podcasting, all those sorts of things. But recently, and I'm sure many of the other people who will be listening to this, uh, kind of got back into it or started with card collecting and soccer specifically. Um, during the, the whole pandemic, right? You know, you're sitting at home, you're looking at what you can probably invest in, you know, just kind of keep keep busy, if you will. And that's kind of where I got back in. Um, you know, previously, when I was younger, I collected Pokemon cards. I collected a ton of basketball, baseball, American football. Those were like my focus ones. But since I've been so immersed in football, soccer, the culture itself, and just the game in general, that was, well, let me see if I can apply a lot of these sorts of principles and knowledge that I have to see if I can kind of have a leg up or get the edge, if you will, on the rest of the market. And that's kind of where I've been focusing the past, I would say, six months. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, six months, it's for people who have been in the hobby for a while, six months doesn't sound very long. But then if you think about if you spend six months researching one thing and trying to learn everything about it, you can make yeah. so much ground in six months, which is why if people come to me, they're like, hey, I don't know much. Should I jump in? I'm always like, yeah, man, you can learn so much in such a short amount of time, especially mm -hmm. with how much content and information is at your fingertips today, which is awesome. So thank you. I'm glad uh, that we got that out of the way. So 
in terms of cards that you're collecting yourself, what sets have you been looking at? What different players have you been looking at in soccer specifically? And then also if you've been doing some basketball too, just so because people who watch Slapstocks FC aren't always just soccer people. There's a lot, a lot of people are trying to get into it. So it's always good to know that there are more people just like them. Yeah, so the the sets that I've been focusing on predominantly have been, um, you know, the big ones, the Prism ones, the World Cup 2014, 2018, the Euro set, which I know the um, the Euro 2016 specifically um, is a very interesting one because, you know, there's a lot of firsts in there and probably onlys in there. Ibrahimovic is a huge one specifically. Um, as a Milan fan, as someone who's followed him in his career for, for many years, you know, that's essentially the only Prism opportunity you're going to get at a guy like Ibrahimovic who... If it's not for Ronaldo Messi, maybe Ibrahimovic has a, a Ballon d'Or, which for those who are unfamiliar with it, it's pretty much the globe's best football player, soccer player. So his legacy, his um, his mantra, his his like lion-like mentality that he embraces, he has everything that you want. He has the CV, he has the resume, he has the awards, the goals all over the world. And he has that global popularity too, which we always talk about, right? It's, it's one thing to have the ability but it's another to have the extra things kind of elevate you within the market, right? Because we all know the popular players, right? And the players are very good. And it's like, why isn't this guy's car is going for more? He's amazing. But it's really just more having that sort of grasp on what other elements drive interest, drive the market, and ultimately drive people to want to invest in them um, individually. So Ibrahimovic is one. Mohamed Salah, his first 2018 World Cup prism there. That's a big one. I don't know if Egypt gets into another World Cup. So we'll have to wait and see with them. But I try to focus on a lot of those players that aren't Ronaldo Messi, because I think by now, and even Sancho Mbappe, who've, you know, frankly, have already been known in the market for such a long time, that if you're able to kind of have that grasp and that overall knowledge on those next wave of players coming up that are maybe making big transfers, and they're going to be eventually going from a stepping stone club to eventually maybe going to a top club like a Real Madrid, a Barcelona, a Manchester United, a Chelsea, so on and so forth, like we've seen with Kai Havertz, for instance, and potentially Sancho if United can get the deal done. So those are some of the sets I've been focusing on. Um, even Optic, I know the Optic ones, some people are kind of mixed on, but I always just like the kind of look of them. It's very clear. Obviously, you have to kind of keep an eye on you know, the centering and all those sorts of things that you've been educating people on. But those have been pretty much the sets I've been focusing on is um, – the, the World Cup prism, the Euro prism, and obviously, which leads us into the uh, the next upcoming prism, which is, or actually, excuse me, next upcoming Euro set, which is the select. Yeah, which is interesting because, you know, when we knew that 2016 prism Euro was a thing, I was like, oh, mm -hmm. 2020 prism Euro, it's going to be prism. And it's not, it's, it's select, which I, I, from a basketball fandom side of things with basketball cards, obviously I'm a huge basketball card fan. Select mm. is one of my favorite sets every single year. I think that mm. it looks spectacular. They do a really good job incorporating new parallels mixed with designs, different tiered sets. So I was really excited when 2020 Euro actually ended up being select because there's always room for prism sets. Those are always going to be popular, but they haven't mm. had select in soccer since 2017 uh, when Mbappe had his field level card. So we haven't seen select for a while. There. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And and now we do have this 2020 select year, but we don't have a Euro Cup in 2020. So it's kind of like a precursor to the 2021 Euro Cup. Well, that's supposed to be 2020. And what are your thoughts on this product as a whole? Remove the price tag, remove the checklist, just as a whole, like select Euro. Does it do it for you? It does. I, I mean, I was reviewing the the entire set list. And I think what you start kind of going through in your mind in terms of uh, from an investment standpoint, if you're going that route, or if you're going to, you know, one of those guys that picks the bar and just wants to have that sort of enjoyment, 
it's got big nations, right? You know, you always look at if a big, big nation for some reason doesn't qualify, for instance, say Portugal's in this, obviously Poland's in this, Italy, England, France, like the big nations are in this. So you're not going to have that sort of like, there's no Ronaldo in here. There's not no desire. And it's a Euro set. So there's automatically no going to be no Messi. So you kind of start going down the list of the nations. And then you start going down the list of the players that are going to be in there and getting back to Ronaldo for a little bit. You know, I invested in his 2016 Euro card, which was, I, I got a, I just grabbed a couple base base cards, no problem at very low cost. And I've been just holding them. And obviously, you know, the, the Ronaldo market is just is booming. So I grabbed a couple of those, you know, sat on those, even Eden Hazard's another one too. Um, but this, I look with Ronaldo specifically and you start going down the line of like firsts, right. Or even last for him, right. Because he's 35, 36. Is this his last Euro? Portugal women, a fantastic team. They won in 2016. So you start kind of throwing those elements in there and it obviously is going to make it that much more desirable, but you know, we're not going to focus too much on the Ronaldo's and the, the we want to know where the other guys are, right? And ultimately that's going to stretch yeah. that value and make it something that is worth your, worth your while. And for me, as someone who's Polish and Italian Sicilian um, living in America, you know, Robert Lewandowski, his cards were booming ahead of, you know, the Champions League final. And as they made that journey, right, he had a fantastic year. They won the, they won the treble Bayern Munich. And despite having some sort of difficulties at the international level with Poland, because they're really not at that level as like a Germany and Italy and, and the like, he's a huge player. And I consider him right in that tier below. So for someone like him, I mean, this is a great market. And then Sancho, his first Europe card. Mbappe, his first Euro card. And those two teams have so much promise and potential behind them heading into this tournament that they're they're must buys. And I think for me, if you know I'm looking at this box, it's only the 20 teams that are qualified so far. And Panini's made that you know obvious to everybody. So in the buildup, you know, you're gonna have transfers that maybe drive prices. You're gonna have other players that come into the mix that maybe drive prices as well. So there's so many different elements in this box that I really find fascinating. And that's why I think it's definitely something worth looking into. Even if you're, you know, someone who's so pro Messi or pro one player, there's a lot of value. There's a lot of top tier players in this set. Yeah. And the interesting thing is when we're talking about this, it makes me think this is kind of Panini's, they're putting a foot forward to get more soccer out there for people. Cause if you think mm -hmm. about it, they have a whole nother year until the actual Euro 2020 yeah. happens. You know, who's to say they don't roll out a prism Euro set once they have all the qualified teams and once they actually get more people in there? Because people, I know a lot of people were had reservations based on, oh, no Holland in the checklist, no mm -hmm. Ansu Fati. And, you know, some of those younger guys were left out, but maybe in the future we see another a prism Euro uh, set come out. And then they also have select and prism just like basketball. So then you can start to draw comparisons between cards. And I think always as investors, and data analyzers it's better to have more sets out there with more comparisons than just one set to where that's what everyone buys it's only set you know you can't get anything else i think being able to debate cards versus each other like if sancho has a select euro card and a prism euro card that'd be a wonderful debate in the future mm -hmm. the select came first yeah. prism's a big, bigger brand selects probably produce less which one do you go with like i think that's awesome um but kicking it back yeah go ahead i'm sorry real quick i think what's also a fascinating um dynamic to talk about or element of this whole conversation as far as soccer goes, which is so unique to the other sports that you do a great job of covering is the stickers. And I know you had Tyler 
um, on a couple couple episodes ago. I think that's a really fascinating one to follow too, because if you're looking at this set, right, and you're like, you know, to your point, there's no Fati in here. He's already just got called up to being in the Barcelona's uh, first team. Well, what if he's a sticker option, right? There's going to be those sorts of additions where people, you know, this is essentially at this time in the European market, this is essentially the hottest time for, for the card market in recent memory, but this is also the first time where you could maybe see a bit of an overlap as far as thicker colors who were devout diehard when they're getting their albums together, tapping into the actual card uh, market itself. So I'm really curious to see how the cards are driven um, in those other countries where they are available. Yep. And I think that the select set is one of the first, uh, Panini sets that's really going to be put on center stage for the European market because I know I was mm -hmm. talking uh, last week to Chris. He was talking about how they actually are getting allocation of select euro in Germany and in the UK, which is huge for people on Europe. Um, and then thinking about the price tag of this and what Panini is releasing this at and setting the market for, it is $600 a hobby box, which is quite a bit. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like this is a soccer is a really new thing i'd say in the market as like a hot product to come out here and drop out a, a box for six hundred dollars a box is quite expensive because if you go six eight months back you could get prism basketball boxes for six hundred dollars a year ago today so mm -hmm. thinking about that and it's i don't know if it's if it's gonna work i know that they didn't sell out right away what are your thoughts on the price tag of the box was it something that panini could have done to better position this product or was it just too high for me, I think the I actually looked at the price and I, I thought it was a little steep. Um, be honest with you, just given the actual market itself, given the actual times, um, and the actual just kind of oddity of the euro itself, right? Everyone looks at it, it was supposed to be this year, and now people are going to be looking at it like I'm going to pay top dollar for a set that may or may not have the complete you know amount of teams or the complete amount of players. So there's going to be probably a little bit of pushback, and maybe that's one of the reasons why people are so kind of hesitant to pay top dollar. Um, as you mentioned, you know, if let's say they do come out with a prison set to kind of rival that, right, and kind of maybe see how those two kind of go head to head in the build up to the tournament. But in any case, it's always monitoring, right? You know, if this box is at 600, and you know Sancho's booming, and Fati's booming, and some of these other guys are booming to maybe you know elevate the product to another level then, you know, then it's obviously we maybe look back and say, well, $600 for a set with that has Sancho's first Euro card in it or Mbappe's first Euro card. Well, people will be like, I'll pay a little bit extra and premium for that. So it's going to be hard to say. And at, and at the end of the day, we're talking a year down the road, right? I think I'm yeah. posting something on, uh, on, on your, on your account and pretty much saying, what's the price? What's, what do you think you're going to invest in this? Uh, you know, do all these sorts of things. And I looked at it and I'm like, if you're going to buy the box, I think it's best to just hold it, stash it in the build up to the tournament. Um, and around the buzz, I think right now everyone's so fixated and focused on, the, you know, the Champions League coming back, the domestic leagues coming back, that international play seems like somewhat a second nature or second, you know, fiddle, if you will, although there is the UEFA Nations League, which that's another whole nother element. So I think overall, if I'm telling someone about this product and just soccer cards in general, because you mentioned, you know, you have a lot of people in your audience who are basketball, baseball, and all these sorts of sports, is to just understand that soccer itself is a, a whole different animal as far as the competitions, as, as far as the players moving around, and as far as just the amount of different tournaments that you have available to you. Yeah, and I, I like that because I think the more that people start to understand soccer, mm -hmm. grasp the different leagues, grasp the different events, there's so many big events versus yeah. you got your Super Bowl once a year, which is big, but also only two teams are 
you know, in it at the end versus obviously at the World Cup, yes, it comes down to two teams, but there's such a big culmination of you got all the group stages and then the bracket play and all that stuff. I think there's so many big events in soccer between the Euro and the World Cup that happen every two years. We're lucky enough now to actually, yeah, Copa America. And now we have the Euro sandwiched back to back with a World Cup, which is really going to put a a bunch of pent up demand, I think, on soccer over the next two years. So I think it's going to be a wild ride for people in the soccer card market for the next two years, for sure, a year to two. And I was just wanting to bring it back to the talking about the box prices because you're talking about Sancho's first select Euro card or Euro card in general. And I was just checking eBay before we get on this. And the last base, like terrace level, they call it, which if you're a basketball fan, it's concourse in the basketball sets. Mm-hmm. It sold for $50 for the base card. And this is a, it's funny because I want to say it's, you know, a third year now almost Sancho mm-hmm. card because he had the 2018 Tops Chrome and the Optic. He had the 2019 Tops Chrome Bundesliga which was released a little later, obviously got delayed. And now the 2020 select Euro, it's really hard to try line these things up versus basketball. It's very easy, but 50 bucks for a Sancho base card. Everything with the box prices really just depends on how are the singles doing that release from it. So if we see singles hold up like the Sancho, I'm not saying it's going to be a $50 card in a month. Probably won't be because as we know, first singles to hit eBay sell way higher than what comes out after that because there's going to be more supply. But you know, if these singles hold up, and the hype builds for Euro going to next year. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. And as the card market changes and the box prices in basketball start to reflect in soccer, that this can hold up at $600 because of the brand name. And I just bring it back to thinking about how many people are going to learn about soccer or learn from basketball to soccer. Or people get involved in basketball then, understand that selects a massive brand in basketball, and then love the brand in soccer. And I think that is kind of a miss by Panini not releasing a select set for the last couple of years because it's kind of like, oh, it was big in 2015 and 2017, and 2016, and that just kind of went away. And now it's back with a euro. So it's a little mm-hmm. confusing, but I think that it could pay dividends over the next year, especially with the euro coming up, like you were speaking about, to have mm-hmm. this set out there. And I think it just all has to do with the prism set, honestly. Is there a prism says or not? Yeah, well, I, I also think another interesting thing I'm kind of noticing with the the, the market itself is um, there's a lot more. It's becoming slowly integrating itself within the mainstream of you know whether it be the players, whether it be you know certain individuals getting involved with it. And I noticed something yesterday. I got an email from from Tops, and I'm not sure if you, you you caught this, but we posted it on our, our Jersey Sports Card account. There's a Tops curated set with Cristiano Ronaldo, and it's sold out already. So mm-hmm. like you're that's you're not getting any just i mean the borussia dortmund when i stocked up on a couple of those because of holland georania who we didn't mention of course yet but to have ronaldo kind of sign on to do that and get like a curated set and it already sells out there's got to be something in and uh, soon enough it's eventually going to be a boom where you're going to get more of those sets you're going to get more teams that possibly co-sign maybe get real madrid or manchester united are really going to drive us because borussia dortmund are a good club don't get wrong and they they're very large but globally speaking, you ask any casual fan of, of the game, or even if they're not even that casual, they know Ronaldo, Messi, they know the key players, they know Real Madrid at least, they know Barcelona. So you get something like that where you get a Fati-type player that's integrated in there. And one of the things I'm just kind of rambling here, but just hear me out, um, there's a U.S. men's national team potential coming up um, from he's in Barcelona system. His name is Conrad De La Fuente. He's like an 18, 19 year old kid. He's in the Barcelona youth system. So, you know what I'm saying? You kind of throw all these sorts of elements in there where if you're able to get, you know, on top of the game and know who the prospects are coming up, 
that are also us related you know you have the leg up on the market so i'm curious to see if we're seeing more of those team and you know uh, player specific sets coming um in the pipeline yeah and i think it's interesting to compare the dortmund set that came out man that had to have been five six months ago maybe yeah. like way back earlier in the year and that that was cool so it's a cool set but it took a good four months to sell out it took a long time yeah. the boxes were sitting there and they were 20 bucks a box and now the ronaldo one like you said sells out right away i'm curious to see as hype builds in america for soccer leading up to you know the the world cup like you said america's got a huge push behind it was tops do to build out a really awesome american set and mm -hmm. then that thing flies yeah. and then we just start to see this overall you know buying and selling it mentality around these things because now i know what those dortmund box sets are going for $45 on eBay, which, you know, yeah. that's a pretty safe double your money flip from six months ago. So I mm -hmm. think there's many opportunities like you're talking about for tops and Panini to just like get more creative in the soccer market. They've done it for the other sports, but they didn't know if the potential was there for soccer to do it. Now they mm -hmm. do. They're pursuing it. And like we saw, Ronaldo sells out. So very, very cool there. Um, last thing I want to cover here is give me some, give the, give the audience some advice on you 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 don't know what to do with soccer. You know it's a thing. You know we're talking about it here. How do you start? What's some advice you can give them to get into and really start to learn it and understand it and process it for the next two years? Because I just want to reiterate one more point is that I always have looked at soccer as it's a one to two year game now. It's not a one to two month game. It's not let me stock up on all these cards and in one to two months I'm going to make 50 to 100% ROI. You got to mm -hmm. be able to forecast it for a year to two out for these big events. So let's hear it. Sure. So I think once again, once I mentioned off the top, you know, it's grasping how the player movement works, how the competitions are structured in soccer is so huge, right? I think where everyone that has probably listened to this or most people that listen to and, and follow you know of the American sports format, right? The whole long season, the playoffs, and then eventually a winner's crowned, right? So people are looking at it. Like, what does aggregate mean? What is these, how is this format in a champions league or main tournament like this? So the first thing I would recommend is to kind of have a grasp and knowledge of the game itself, player movement, how the tournaments, the main tournaments where there is sets and how that sort of kind of revolves around that, how those tournaments go. And then obviously just have a more of a, a grasp on the next wave of players, right? Because eventually there's going to be players that everyone kind of knows and to get a deal, it's going to be much more difficult. But if you're someone who maybe recognized Erlen Holland, for instance, when he was at Salzburg, when he was, you know, bootlighting it up in the group stage before he made the move to Borussia Dortmund, you were like, hey, I got quite a bit of you know, cash rolling with me right here just by simply having that edge on people. So for me, who is predominantly on Twitter, there's a, a wealth of knowledge on those sorts of younger players. And that's maybe something that is a little bit more foreign to um, the American audience, American sports um, follower is you see these kids and they're starting at 16, 17. You're thinking Gio Reina is only a 17-year-old kid and I can get his card and it's worth 500 to 1,000 and somewhere in that realm. So having that sort of a grasp on where players, how quickly they can integrate through the, through the system, get into the mainstream and the limelight and ultimately help push their value when they do play is where I would probably start spending any sort of money because as you mentioned in your, your previous episode, I think one of your, um, your videos on, on, on Instagram is that it, you have to kind of take a little bit of failure. You have to learn from your mistakes and when you're buying players or buying sets that you otherwise don't see that much value in. Yeah. And really quick, if, if you can, for me, what's a way, so I love that. I love that. Cause I think it's super important. 
what's a way for someone is there a twitter account for them to follow is there a website that they can learn this stuff from because like you know they can just google maybe aggregate group play whatever try to learn it but is there somewhere that you think is is great for people to start to learn those soccer terms and what they mean for the tournaments um, I think, I mean, it, it, it could be something as simple as, you know, Google, we wait for Champions League format. You know, how do teams qualify to these rounds? How does the group stage phase work? How does the knockout phases work? That would be a, a very simple way to start if you're someone who's not really kind of uh, acclimated and, and in the know in terms of how this game rolls. But, you know, I, I always look to when I'm talking about just the youth, younger players in general, um, is there's a lot of data, there's a lot of analysis on Twitter that it's free that you can find out about the next young talents coming up. So uh, one of the ones I usually go with real quickly, scouted football, they cover predominantly under 23 players and they already covered years ago, Hotland. They already covered years ago, Sancho and predicted and forecasted these sorts of rises. So those are the play, the, the accounts you want to kind of focus on more so than the, um, the, the rumor mills and that the sources of whether or not there's a player going to be moving is to just have a grasp on those next wave of players but also to not kind of have that overall, you know, uh, hold, stronghold on how the game works in comparison to, you know, the main four in uh, in the U.S. market. That's awesome, Matt. Thank you. I think that's going to help a ton of people understand that because something I've seen is that if you understand the players that are not known yet by the overall market, you will for sure have a leg up on the competition, mm -hmm. like Matt said earlier. Matt, any last words for anyone listening to this? Sure. Um, enjoy the hobby, enjoy soccer. If you guys do get into it, um, if you guys have, I guess it's my chance to plug. Maybe I don't know. Um, yeah, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Matt underscore Santangelo. I, I tweet a ton about the game so you can get that knowledge there. I write a ton about it. I podcast about it at state of play pod. And, um, yeah, I, it was just, a, it was an honor to be on this podcast. Of course you can see I'm a Milan fan here, here, wherever it is. Um, yeah. So keep an eye out for the main tournaments coming up. It's great to have the sport back and I look forward to talking with you soon, Aaron. Awesome. Thanks, Matt. Thank you, everyone, for watching this episode of Slapstocks FC. Be sure to go follow Matt on Twitter, and we will catch you guys next time.